Hello and welcome to the Bryce Cast, a Call of Duty esports club. Call of Duty esports podcast. I've already messed up. Covering everything Call of Duty esports and the business side and the player side and the histories and the stories and everything so on and so forth. I am obviously Bryce, but more importantly, my guest for this week, Kenny or Quavo, as he goes by. First of all, how are you? I'm good, really, really good. Just chilling. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. I know it's been a bit of a chaotic off season. Um, and we'll and we'll get to that. There's a, there's a lot of history to cover with you, right? Um, like a lot. Like I, I've been going through it because I, I usually remember a lot of players' history and stuff, but I always go and kind of brush up just in case. Right. Um, and I forgot because I it was one of these things. Like I want to talk about your your TK year first, and I explain why. So I was going because technically that was your rookie year, yeah. even though I'm fairly certain I cast over you back under Team Justice like ages ago. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, yeah. um. So let's talk about that because that was technically your first like pro year when you first turned eighteen and uh, and you kind of jumped in and, and everything. Like, was it? Well, so funny thing about that is that I was actually supposed to join Epsilon, uh, okay. in AW to be in the pro league. I don't remember what happened, but it was like with Parasite. I can't remember the exact team, but I was um a sub for them for yeah. the pro league in AW, and they were actually supposed to pick me up on the like actual team didn't end up happening so that's why i personally consider it like forward to my first pro years because it was like my first season in a league so yeah i did sub in for like a, a like a like a match or something like that too in aw but like my first full pro like season was like world war two stuff so. yeah it's, yeah that's fair like because i remember i remember that season as well like because that's a, that was a, a very defining season for you i think in your in your career right because oh, Obviously, first year as a pro, but also the performance you put on your first year in TK, an org that, you know, now is not looked on as favorably as it could be. Um, <laughs> but at the time, big organization, right? Sure. You know, very kind of historically relevant in Call of Duty. Mm. What was it like kind of coming into that that world, that first step up into the big leagues? Because what you'd played before, obviously you've taken a little bit of sabbatical, you come back, you're now in the pro league with that kind of team. Um, I mean, it felt good to be honest. At the t at the time, uh, I kind of took the opportunity just for the money, not looking nothing of it to be honest. Because yeah. at the time, I was working at a, a arcade, only making like three hundred bucks a, a like a month. So I was like, TK was like, well, Lamar actually hit me up and was like, yo, like we're trying to play with you. Like salary starts at like a thousand dollars a month. And at that time, that was like three times as much as I was making already. So I'm like, I'm down. Like, I'll, <laughs> like I get to play Call of Duty for more than like what I make right now. My job, I was in school too at the time in college, my first semester. And um, my agent side of my family was not happy, happy to like hear that I wanted to play Call of Duty. No, I not. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I make three times as much as I do make, and I'm doing something I love. Like, I love playing video games. Like, anytime I wasn't doing homework or anything, I was playing COD, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it felt good to join a team, especially, like, skipping to, like, the pro scene, like, especially, like, TK. Like, I've known TK or the team since, like, BO2 days, stuff like that. So, joining a team like that uh, felt good, but it also kept, kind of felt weird. I've played with Lamar and Sheen a, and a little bit before that, like in S&D, but it wasn't like too crazy where like they were my boys or anything. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of weird jumping into a team like the first few months or so or like weeks. I don't even, I don't remember. I was like 
we had to play GB matches. I wouldn't even be in the call talking <laughs> to them because I didn't really know who they were. So it was like this S&D kid just joining the team, just playing. Um, I didn't really talk to them unless we were scrimming. And a uh, uh, funny story is I actually was the main, main AR. We're well, yeah. not the main AR. I ran an AR for our team. Uh, Lamar ran the, the sub for like the first day or two. And he was actually playing well on it. And then I think we ended up playing E United or something like that, LG or E United, one of them. And Lamar got absolutely fried, like, <laughs> get a, okay. like, like frieds, like, to like the extended version. Like, you didn't even get like two kills a map. Now I'm, I'm, I'm gassing, but <laughs> like, we're like, yo, we need to like change something. Like, it's so funny because like a lot of teams these days, like, you do bad in one scrim, you just chalk it. Yeah. Like that. Like during that time, we had one bad day. And we were like, Lamar, you are not running a sub. <laughs> that's how bad it <laughs> was. So. I mean, that's, that's, sorry to interrupt you, but that's, that's insane because I've obviously, in context, like that happened more often than we would care to admit back in those days. But when you think about it, that one day changed the course, could have very exactly. well changed the, the massive course of Team Cal, but, but sorry, go on. Exactly. No, I was like, I was like telling him, like, yo, like during the beta, like for his game, I didn't even use AR. So, I can low key run the sub. Like <laughs> that's the only gun I actually use during the beta. And then they're like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, let's let's do that." And then, I mean, I just was really good with the sub. And then that's where it, it all started. And I feel like after the very like first two K or something like that. Yeah. Uh, funny funny thing is the first two K lasted like six in the morning. I had an exam for calculus at eight in the morning. Ooh. So I was just like. I was like, I can't do this. I got to pick one or two. And, like, after my semester was done, I instantly, like, gone. But uh, I feel like I feel like that team is big for me for sure because I developed good friendships with, like, Lamar and Jean. Uh They're, like, yeah. some of my best friends. And, like, like I said, Lamar gave me, like, Lamar is probably my favorite teammate of all time just because he's, like, the one that gave me my opportunity. Like, I'm blessed to do what I do now, and I appreciate him for giving me the opportunity to do it. Obviously, the team wanted to play with me, but he was the guy that hit me up. So, like, I'm, like, closest with Lamar out of anybody in, like, the pro scene. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I appreciate him for that. And then, um, I mean, that, that year just went really well for us. Well, let's talk about that then, because, like I said, there was pretty technically previous history with you playing Call of Duty. And right. going through it, it looks okay like there's nothing massively kind of sitting out here i think ugc niagara but that was a smaller event i'm looking through here like there are there are various like decent results you've had over the years you've yeah. 2000 series and stuff but and why it's significant right is because obviously this is your mvp rookie winning year yeah dallas open you come into that event big event the dallas open and win right big first right. event of world war Two. you come in you win that event you end up going back to back after winning New Orleans. Like, what was what was that like? You know, going f to your first pro team, and then going straight to being a champion. Um, it was actually really really crazy because, like, like I said, I was just coming up. So, like, I think we got like top four or top three. I can't remember what we got the first few two Ks. And yeah, top four, going, top four. Got top four, right? So going into the event, I'm like, oh, we're a top four team for sure. But like, um, S I had like this S and D kid mentality. I had like the, my egos out the roof. Like I don't <laughs> think nobody's better than me. Like any S and D kid you talk to nowadays would say the same thing. And so, uh, going into the event, I was just hyped to play. To be honest, like I've I've I haven't played on stage since AW. 
Uh, it's a whole new game. I'm obviously way better at this game because I'm I'm already placed in top four. I get to start this season off in the beginning, and like I was just hyped to play. So like, I don't know. It felt it just felt really good. It felt like refreshing. It felt like a whole different environment because I felt like I grew as a person over like those years because I was obviously way younger. I just more mature now. So like, it felt different. I was really taken in like actually everything about the event like um and yeah i was just hyped to play and i think um we were playing against red reserve yeah we we're playing against red reserve and we had like the little the bomb threat or whatever and, oh and, yes i remember that I yeah till this day people say we we're about to lose which we kind of were about to lose but it wasn't like 100 percent because it was it was four's hard point that they were beating us on and like force was our best map for sure i mean it was named lamar and kenny's force so it's like <laughs> Um, that middle they were beating us. I can't remember how much, but they were beating us by a good bit. And the alarm went off. We ended up chalking that day. We came back the next day, and we just absolutely smoked them, like fifty point clubbed them. And like that was the start of our run. Like yeah. that was the start of our year. Like we were like that. That was like a resilient moment for us. Like they were beating us. We came back the next day with a whole new mentality, and like absolutely smoked them out the water. So after that moment, I think. I kind of had this feeling we weren't losing. And then I think we played Optic in, like, Winners Finals or something like that. And Lamar just went absolutely rogue. Like, <laughs> rogue. I'm pretty sure it was Optic. It was either Optic or Rock. I can't remember, remember like, the exact game. But, um, yeah, it just felt good because, like, me personally and, like, obviously no offense to them, but I was going into this team thinking we were, like, a top 12 team. Like, top yeah. 12, maybe top 8. Like, these players haven't really had their best years, like, um obviously i became best friends with them over time but like i was com- coming into this like they're like semi-pros like they're like the lowest like the lowest tier that yeah. was like my ego at the time like <laughs> these fo- like i'm just joining these fools just to play and like as i started playing with them like yo these are like actually some of my best friends like i love playing with them and like i feel like that's a big thing i feel like that's a thing that a lot of players like take for granted is that if you can just get on a team that's like a blessing like, people will say nowadays, like, I didn't have the teammates. By the time, if you think about it, Lamar, Cheen, and Theory, uh, Dylan, they weren't considered top players. They weren't even considered good players. Like, that's no offense to them, but, like, no, you know I, I, I understand. I, I understand yeah, what you know you're what saying. saying? Yeah. Like, people nowadays would be like, I didn't have the good teammates to, to, to do good. It's like, that's not the right mentality to have because, like, you can win with anybody. And in AW, like, nobody considered uh, maybe me or Spacely. Or Envoy good, and definitely not Assault good, because Assault was about to quit before I started playing with him in AW, and we placed top six. Like, that's good, and like that's why I feel like that mentality goes out the like the out the water. Like, you can't say like I don't I didn't have the teammates. Nah. Do you um, ever think people lose context of that though? Because like people like you said, you know, coming top six actually a very good thing uh, for really a lot of people, thing. but it's like. I feel like, especially maybe even now, you know, people don't have the the more realistic expectations. Obviously, right. as a competitor, you want to be first every single time. But True. I remember back then, top six is a hell of an achievement, really right? That, that made my career. That's the only reason people knew me, because I made top six at that event. They're like, oh, you can... Because I was known as an S&D kid online. Like, all I, was, all I was good at was online. And then played the top six at an event, that kind of, like, stamped me as, like, oh, he can actually play on land. Like, he's played in front of fans. Like, stuff like that. And yeah, I feel like that's true. Like a lot of people just want to win, like like this. Like they just want to jump yeah. on the best team and win. Like that's not how it works. And like I'm not saying that like don't get cost about teammates every now and then, but 
uh i won two events i won my i'm pretty sure i have the uh an event win with the lowest kd on my team i'm not roasting theory mcgee like uh i mean he didn't play bad at the event he kind of won us an event by getting like a collateral snipe on united but like he had a point seven or something like that. I think that's the lowest KD to ever win the event. And like <laughs> that's impressive. It's you know, like and that means we were playing the game right. And I felt like that was like a big thing. That's a big thing nowadays. People just forget that. Like you can actually play the game out game right and like outplay teams instead of like, oh, I just you can outslay everybody. Like last year, Atlanta, obviously no roast, not roasting again. No offense, <laughs> Atlanta. But Atlanta would would outslay every team, but every game would be close. Rather, they play uh, – obviously, they fried us a few times, but, like, in scrims and stuff like that, they, it would be close. Or when they yeah. played against other good teams, it would be close. And anytime they played a team that matched their slaying, they exposed them because they didn't – to me, they didn't play the game right. Obviously, with our team not having the best placings, it doesn't seem like we know how to play the game, but I feel like we had a very good understanding of how to play the game. We just couldn't execute it. Um, but, like, Dallas, for example, they were the perfect team. They were literally the perfect team. They had the slaying. They knew how to play the game. Um and yeah, they would just expose teams that couldn't match their slang, or if you could match their slang, they would just expose you by outplaying you. I feel like a lot of people nowadays just forget that context and they just try to win, win, and get in the team with the best players. Like yeah, um, it's like that's not. I don't think that's the right mentality to be honest. But what do I know? <laughs> no, I can I can agree with you. I think um you are right. That Dallas team last year was just a, a phenomenal team, especially with a, they all seem to be on the same page, and that's devastating when a team's in that scenario. Exactly. Like it's difficult to deal with. So my next question kind of relates to this first bit of World War Two. It's the reason we started here, right? You went mm-hmm. back to back, and the first part of that I want to ask is: Did you notice like members of the community drastically change their opinion of you? Did people start acting a little bit different? Was all of a sudden was you? Did you have a lot of best friends essentially going, "Hey, I want to know this two-time champion." Uh, yeah, low key. Like I wouldn't join the eights calls or anything. Play eights yeah. before the first two events, and then I started joining. I think the first person that called me out about joining the eights call was Nameless. And he was like, this fool Kenny wins events and then it starts playing eights with us. It was just like, it felt like I found a whole new group to hang with. Uh, because like I said, I didn't even hang with my teammates at the time until like maybe the first event. Like we, I wouldn't even talk to them during, I would talk to them during scrims. That was it. I would, we played GB matches. I would play in my own call. They would play in their call. <laughs> and like, and it's so funny because St. Marie S&E is a re, like we were so good at St. Marie S&E because of that. Like I would just go rogue on my own and I was supposed to be doing something completely different. And Team was supposed to be doing what I was doing. So, like, he was like, I'll just do what Ken was supposed to be doing, and Ken can do whatever. <laughs> and then that, like, developed our strap. But, um, yeah, I did, I did like, start talking to new people for sure. Because I didn't talk to, like I said, I didn't talk to a lot of pros then. Um, I didn't even talk to my teammates. But I definitely developed a good friendship through eights with a lot of yeah. uh, different pros that I thought I would never talk to. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't say people started acting, acting different. It's just, like, nobody knew who I was. Um, until I started winning, everybody just seen me as like, oh, he's just an SND kid. Like he's joining TK. Yeah. Nothing too serious. Do you think you think it it probably made it like easier for you to, to gel with these pros? I suppose like you'd already gone out there and earned their respect without having to speak to them. So now when you do speak yeah. to them, they automatically have to like respect you as your defending yeah, champion. Yeah. That's interesting. I think, I think that's good. I think that's it. Um, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that that's definitely it, especially going back to back. I feel like a lot of people can, can consider the first like event win and like kind of an asterisk win because like it's one of those wins where like who knew who knows the game the best? Yeah. Like, 
like the first few months. Who knows how to pick the game up the fastest? Like it's not even about like like I feel like that's why I always say like champs. Obviously, it's, it's like the biggest event, most money, but it's the best event because everybody knows how to play the game. It just becomes it just comes down to who executes better because it's the end of the game. You should know how to play the game, but like. First event usually like oh who knows I learned the game the fastest but then winning the second event back to back is kind of like oh maybe they are the best and so like definitely after winning back to back I had like I guess a little more respect from um a lot of the pros uh they like more pros would definitely speak to me yeah um as like a person I guess not like <laughs> this S and D kid it's like they refer to me as Kenny like yo Kenny like blah 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 like like I said I didn't play with a lot of them I knew a lot of them um. Just didn't play with them, so going to the call and having people like pick me first and stuff like that, yeah, uh, was kind of dope for sure. Like I said, I never came into it wanting to play for the win. Hmm. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I played for the money because, like <laughs> I said, I was so broke at the time, and, and like becoming the best was like it, it became a thing whenever we started playing two Ks and scrimming. But at, when I first joined the team, I wasn't even looking for that. That's an interesting point, actually. Like, um. Because earlier you spoke about working in the arcade before you went pro. Mm. And even back in World War II, salaries weren't super high. Not especially not like they are now, right? Nothing, not even close. Especially <laughs> under Team Caliber. But I've just realized, like, I was just looking at the thing here. Essentially, like, 4v4. It was an $80,000 prize pool. I don't know what the prize pool split with um, DK was. But you went from making 300 in an arcade, uh, you know, to essentially in the space of a couple of months, having won 160000 in prize money, obviously split between right. the team. Did that have an effect on, like, your home life or people who were like, are you sure you should be doing this? Because that's, like, a significant life-changing amount of money just to, just to kick things off. Um, like I said, I'm Asian. I'm half Asian. So my Asian family, my mom was okay with it. My mom's Asian. Uh, my family, like my aunts and everything, weren't okay with me leaving school. So they were mad about me joining for the 1K. Um, I rarely, I mean, we talk, we're still cool, but I don't have a really close relationship with them anymore. I actually okay. used to live with them during my high school year. Um, I don't, I talk to them now, but like I said, we're not really as close as we used to be just because of me leaving school for gaming. Like a lot of issues there. After I went back to back <laughs> and posted about my money, which I made, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, 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 like, and then like, I don't, I mean, as much as I have love for them, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't really support it at first. My mom and my dad are full support uh, going in. And my sister. My sister's a big supporter. She's, like, my number one fan. Uh, but, like I said, having the Asian side of the family that wants you to go and do, like, this, especially with my aunt being, like, a pharmacist and stuff yeah. like that, They that was that's what I was going to school for, was being a far, to be a pharmacist. And, um, yeah, it just, like, it changed everything. Like, I was able to pay for stuff my mom couldn't pay for. Um... I was able to do stuff that I never thought I could do. I instantly moved into my own crib at, at 18. That's a lot. That's a thing. Like a lot of people can't even say like um, a lot of people still live with their parents. Like that's not a bad thing. I, I wish I'd live my, I wish I would have chose living with my parents and picking my own crib because paying rent is not, <laughs> not it. Um, but yeah, I got to like live on my own and I feel like that matured me really fast. Like uh -huh. um, that's one thing that's big is like, I feel like a lot of, no offense, again, a lot of gamers are pretty immature, immature, really immature, but it, like, like living on your own can really, 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 really take a toll on your, like, age, like, yeah. as in, like, your mental age, because, like, 
you never know what you can't do, what you actually don't slash can't do until you live on your own and don't have your mom. That's a big thing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really big thing, um, especially because like I'm a I'm a mama's boy. Like, mom would do anything for me. Like, I I have a mama for everything. Anything bad happening, I call mom instantly. But like like I said, I had to learn a lot. I had to like start doing a lot, like stuff like that, and like so I feel like. People give an opportunity to live on their own early is really big for like maturity levels, but I mean, I wouldn't recommend it because rent, like I said, rent is not it. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. So let's move on for those because it comes as life changing, uh, your life changing foray into being a professional player, which, like I said, we had to start there. For me, it's so fascinating how you kind of explode onto the scene. The rest of the year, though, um, this, I feel like, from the highs of the first two events, it, it, it fell off a cliff, essentially. Because I remember being around in these days. It's only a couple of years right. ago. Um, the the storylines behind you then, and it started kind of not going well. What happened from back-to-back to, back to, and I think it was top eight, back-to-back to back top eights by the look of it, then top yeah. 12. Um, you know, what what kind of happened after after those winning periods? What what changed? Did people catch up? What happened? No. As... as... As ge- generic as it sounds, we got complacent. Um, one of the first two events, one to, I didn't get it. So this is how it worked. Everybody thought I should have got should have got an MVP at both events, both the first events. But I yeah. think that Lamar and Cheen at one thousand percent deserved it. Um, and so going to Atlanta, I grinded. I I grinded so hard because I'm like, this is my MVP moment. Like, <laughs> this is where we go back to back to back. I get my MVP. Damn, it's Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta at the time at the TK house. So I'm like, it's Atlanta. I'm about to go crazy. Oh no, not <laughs> what happened. I went crazy. Not I. I was actually I was frying. We we lost the red reserve doctors at the tournament. I think, but we should definitely have. We shouldn't have lost to them. I was frying, but not to expose people. And it's obviously like late, late now. But like, um, what happened was. Theory got fried. Not blame it all on him, but he got fried. Our team kind of like Lamar and Theory had like a little beef going on before this. Even before the first event, before he won, they had like a little. It was like a little only them, like me and Cheen chilling. Um, but like after this event, Theory texted us and was like, "Yo, I cost it. Like, I'm gonna grind harder. Like, I'm gonna grind harder. We're gonna win the next event. Blah blah blah." blah. We go home. I live with him. He's playing. <laughs> he's playing Madden and Zombies only. <laughs> <This is, laughs> no, not like, the grind you. Not the grind you're expecting. Yeah. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. And then we just we from then we were just we were just so much worse. And like we had Birmingham. I fried at Birmingham, but everybody sees that sees that as an asterisk event too because of the monitors. I was frying. The stats show for sure. Um, a lot of people were saying that I played on like the PS4. That was like the god boss of the event. Maybe, <laughs> maybe actually. But uh, <laughs> those those things always wind me up at events, yeah. man. It's like it's like it's like professional players. All, all of all professional players I've ever met, right? Uh-huh. Are, are hyper competitive, like super focused people. Like and even mm-hmm. even a complacent professional, right, is still right. probably more focused than most normal people because they're they're entering into that world. and They just want to win. 
Why, why do pro players always try and find something wrong with any event? Every event, it's like, oh man, it feels a little bit weird to me. I was like, why are people putting asterisks on every event? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That event was like odd, though. Like those monitors, like you had to like you had to go in and like do some crazy settings just to yeah. like get it to look okay. Um, I wouldn't say that was a, that wasn't the best event. I mean, I was I wouldn't say that was the best event or even a good yeah, event. Yeah. I just think that I wanted to win at that point. Like, I'm trying to win anything. Like, if this is an asterisk event, let's win this because obviously we <laughs> suck at the good ones, you know? Um, but our team's already having talks about having changes. Yeah. And obviously, Theory was an odd man out. And so going into S1, we were like, bro, if we don't win this or at least get top two, we got to make a change. Yeah. Which we go into the S1, we're playing against FaZe, and we're in CTF, Flag Tower. We're like, we're going into overtime versus FaZe. We're like, yo, Theory has streaks. Lamar said this at least 20 times, maybe even 100. He said, yo, <laughs> if we get wiped and Dylan, you are last alive, he said, make sure you are last alive. Do not die. If you are last alive, you insta streak. You make sure you use every streak you have. He said this at least 100 times. I am, I am not even lying. He said it so many times that I was like, damn, okay, well, he's going to streak. Like, he might even mess up the streak, maybe just call it in too early at this point. They they get us three dead. Dylan McGee, he's the last person alive. The, the flag carrier is running right in front of him. He doesn't streak. He, he jump, instead, he jumps out, shoots his gun, gets shot in the back. Oh. We lose. And at that moment, he was dropped. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he was gone. At that moment, he was gone. Oh, and, like, we all felt it. We all felt it because he was, like, even, like, my bad, my bad. Like, we just all felt it. It was just, like, a blow to, like, the stomach. Yeah. It was so hurtful. I'm like, bro, he told you a million times. Like, I felt so bad because I'm like, he's gone. Like, even if I wanted him on the team, it seemed like he was gone. But, like, what happened was we were actually wanting to keep Cheen. But Cheen couldn't pick on who he wanted to play with. Cheen really felt bad about dropping uh, Dylan. Yeah. And he kind of was so – like hesitant on it that me and Lamar thought that we should just go our own way. Uh -huh. um, That's when you changed up, right? You went with let's yeah. have a look. Pharaoh Methods, but yep. only one event though. Only one event. So what happened was we actually wanted to play with Temp. We wanted to pick up Temp. That was okay. supposed to be our third for sure, but we needed another main AR because like that game you ran two, and. For some reason, Methods, Zinni, didn't want to play with Donnie. He, like, told us, like, I will not join a team if Donnie's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yo, like, what's good with Donnie? Like, and at, at the time, it's kind of funny because Pharaoh wasn't even seen as good or anything like that. And he picked to like, play with Pharaoh over Donnie. Yeah. And um, obviously, it worked out. Jay's one of my best friends, too, Pharaoh. Um, but Zinni joined Optic right after that event, that, that one event, which we got, like, top four top six one of those um but yeah i don't think zinni was a good match for our team anyways i personally and like no offense to him but i personally felt like obviously now but i feel like we should have won with jay pharaoh and donnie like those two yeah because as we started playing with pharaoh we realized like this guy needs to be a flex like <laughs> he cannot run a main sub <laughs> like it got to points where, like, he would, like, sit in, like, AR spots, like, Lamar spots with a yeah. sub, and Lamar would just rage at him, just go all out, go all in, just rage. And uh, and so our when we picked up Enable, our switch to Jay being an AR and Enable being a sub, it made it, like, ten times better. Like, our team was just – it felt felt way smoother. Like, we were, like, the 
DK team that won the first two events. I yeah, yeah. But um, funny <laughs> thing too. This is a funny thing. A lot of people don't know this story because it obviously wasn't streamed. But we took a big break for that. Um, and when we picked up a naval, our first day of scrims, I had like not played the game for like two weeks. So I get on. <laughs> I get on. I am getting fried, and I'm also playing <laughs> at my mom's place. Like I was moving back home at this time, yeah. and I was waiting for my apartment to be ready. I am getting fried. My mom doesn't have good internet. I'm lagging, and I went like 12 and 40 against Rise oh. on um, Arden's Forest, and I'm like, Lamar's raging. Like, what the? What? What are we doing? Like, blah, 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 blah. I know we haven't been playing, but what the fuck are we doing? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, I'm lagging. We haven't been playing. <laughs> He's like, that's no excuse. He was like, Gunless just went superstar mode on us. And that pissed me off. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, shut up, shut up. And we're just yelling. This is the first day, and they like Ian has like ever joined our team or like played yeah. with us. And we're and me and Lamar just at our top of our lungs, just yelling at each other. And Ian's just sitting in the background, like, yo, what's going on? And me and Lamar just like yelling, yelling, uh. And it's just so funny to this day because every time Ian tells a story, he's like, bro, I thought I was. He like, Ian was like, I was getting fried that day. I can't believe nobody noticed it. Like, I thought I was getting dropped. And I'm like, and I'm like, bro, I didn't even think nothing of it because that's how like me and Lamar got like me and Lamar get heated yelling. Uh -huh. Same me and Austin now. Like, but it's like different. Me and we can yell at each other and get back to playing the next map. But yeah, okay. Well, it's interesting you bring this up, right? Because I think I feel like I want to talk about this because this, if I remember correctly, and. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the the era of you started getting into arguments on Twitter, and especially like towards Maven, and there was a whole thing about. Obviously, the pressure was on you at this point because you went right. from winning championships to some lackluster performances, admittedly, right? Even with this team, you know, Anaheim mm. not great either. Um, do you feel like that was maybe because you went straight to winning and then all of a sudden you're not having those results? You just felt like lashing out a bit or or, or what happened? 100%. 100%. Like I said, I came in with the S&D mentality. I had like this big ego, especially when in the first two events, I'm like, <laughs> I'm the best player in the game. Yeah. Um, But like at the time, we just felt like like any conversation that was brought up, they brought up brought up us on how bad we suck. <laughs> <laughs> And like it would be it was so ironic it would be like any time i would turn the stream on and i kind of like tilted me but at the time it was just because of my ego um yeah. obviously now it wouldn't like bother me because it's just what you're supposed to talk about on on the like on the analyst desk stuff like that just yeah. on the cast like you should be talking about that but like rise would be playing optic they'd be like well tk sucks <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see how that still is. Rise versus Optic. Like, we're, that, and and that would happen. I'm not going to lie on that. I, I definitely don't think I should have lashed out on Twitter. I think that was just an immature part of me. Um, Like, this new kid coming to the scene couldn't really, didn't really know about, like, didn't really have, like, the effect of, like, being bad. And I think that that's what, obviously not to skip the whole conversation, but I think that the beginning of the Black Ops 4 year was big for me. Because I sucked, you know. You got to learn how to like get back to that winning mentality and like regain and like get better. Like I went into Bo Four thinking I was the best player in the game. Like nobody's messing with me. I sucked. Simple <laughs> as that. I yeah. I couldn't run grapple. I couldn't run a song. I sucked, and like I needed that. I needed that moment. I feel like a lot of people start off on highs and can't get back whenever yeah. they suck. 
or whenever they're at a low, they just can't get, they just, all they think about is, oh, what did I used to do? Like, that's not, it's like, the thing, everything's changing. But yeah, I think that, I think that was really an immature part of me that just lashed out. And we just, like I said, it was ironic that anytime I would turn the stream on to watch any other match, they'd just be like, TK sucks. I'm like, okay, well, I don't understand. So. No, I, I can see how that's, you know, crazy frustrating, right? Like, mm. I think I think for me it was interesting to see it from the outside point of view because obviously you know I'm sure you and I think maybe you said you know you kind of settled it backstage and you you talked to oh, each other yeah. about it and all and all that sort of stuff and I remember <laughs> I even remember making some sort of really weirdly edited video where you killed uh, where it was against Echo Fox it must have been TK versus Echo Fox and you got the four piece to basically win the game. Mm -hmm. Um and I ended up making some ridiculous bullshit fucking edit of it with Maven's face and all four of them players. Um, yeah, but it, it was like it, it was so interesting to see this this because essentially, like I said, you know, I, I, well, while I'd seen you before, you know, years ago, in 2015, kind of watching your performances and coming in, and I never really knew you on a personal level, right? You know, I think you saw right. a lot of events and stuff. Um, I was also like, well, what is this guy actually like behind the scenes? You know, and <laughs> and, and same thing for the public, right? The public yeah. only get to see snapshots of you either on stage where you're not talking as your personality. Or your social media, um, and for a lot yeah. of people, it was it was almost at that time easy to dislike you because they didn't know you. If that exactly, I feel like that's a big thing too. I at the time didn't realize how big social media was, especially like I didn't think like this is how people only see me. Like this is how people only know me. They only know me through the Call of Duty screen where I'm playing, where they can't really see what my personality is. They just see me playing Call of Duty. Yeah. And then there's social media where it's like, oh, this is what you, this is your personality. This is what you think. This is what you like yeah. to do. This is what you don't do. This is where your ego shines right here. And I feel like in World War II, that kind of like, hurt. it didn't hurt my reputation. I mean, it kind of did because like I said, a lot of people, uh, I feel like a lot of people like put me up against Scump when I didn't even say anything about Scump, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, oh, Scump's just a better sub. Maybe he's just a new Scump. Like, that type of thing. I don't, I never wanted to be the new Scump. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to be me. Yeah, you know? that happens a lot. <laughs> like, exactly. a lot. <laughs> like, now now it happens with Simp. It's like, no, nobody wants to be the new Scump. Like, people don't understand that. And it's like, nobody wants to take the spotlight off Scump. Like, good player, major player, one of the best of all time. Like, you know, you can't really argue that. I would never, like, disrespect somebody that has more championships than me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, and at the time, I didn't, I didn't disrespect nobody. I just thought my team was better than everybody's team. Like, I don't care how bad we suck. We're getting top eight, top eight, top twelve. I won. I thought we were the best team in the game. I don't care. Like, that's just how you have to look at your team. You know, you can't really go on go on Twitter or anything like that saying like y'all yeah. suck. So, I think I don't know where everybody sees my ego and World War Two coming from. Um, obviously the thing with Maven, Maven kind of, I think it blew it like up. How I felt, yeah, it kind of blew it up for sure, but. I went on what what blew our beef with me and Maven. Well, it wasn't really beef, but what blew the whole conversation on Twitter was when he did, he did the little pregame show, or whatever. Yeah. And we talked about it, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm taking a curse off you." And it's so ironic because <laughs> he said, "I'm taking a curse off y'all." Like, blah, blah blah blah. Like, I'm done talking, and we end up winning the next event. Literally, the next event, S S two. We were there for S two. We end up winning the event, and um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I can see where people get the ego part from, but a lot of people put me up against Optic during the time, like, oh, Kenny hates Optic. Kenny <laughs> hates Dump. It's like, and like me and Seth would talk after events. And we're like, I don't know where this is coming from. Like, we're cool. Like, we were cool. Like, it's so funny. I mean, we, were, we were hella cool. We were talking about events. Like, I think Birmingham, we chilled. Like, we are like at the bar. Obviously, I was 18 at the time, but you can drink 18 legally there. But we're at the bar chilling. We're just like, 
or <laughs> I don't know, like, why are you comparing us, like, that that type of thing. And um, I feel like fans just want me to have this big ego. And yeah. I kind of adapted to it now. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really use, I use Twitter for other things other than, like, responding to people. Yeah. Um, I don't really do that stuff anymore. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of immature, but like at the time, I, I had to realize, like, this is how people only see me. It's through yeah. my social media, through my Twitter, my Instagrams, like, stuff like that. And so I had to realize that. And I feel like that moment with Maiden was a big part of, like, me leveling up in my maturity levels, for sure. No, 100%. And obviously, you know, like, the end of the year went a little bit better. Not as good as you would have liked, obviously, uh. because that was, <laughs> you know, you went into Stage 2 playoffs, ended up winning Stage 2 playoffs. Big win. Yeah. It kind of announced the return of TK, like, hey, this has not just been a fluke first couple of events. They still have it in. Kenny still right. got everything he needs to have to be, you know, a future phenom, Hall of Fame, whatever. That's the way you were talked about, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the World Championship, and it's always frustrating. Well, I said not frustrating is the right way. It's always difficult to talk to pro players about World Championships that they haven't won because, obviously, of the of just how much we put onto the World Championship, and, and a second is always going to hurt the most. Yeah. Um, but that was, I mean, that world championship. Still, nobody really knew that EG were going to win it ever. But let t- take me to the world championship because those those are always the events pros remember. Um. Well, to be honest, we should have been out at that event on the Thursday. It started on Wednesday. We were supposed to be out on the Thursday. Um, we lost to Lightning Pandas, ironically, because Theory McGee we dropped him. And he ended up beating us in groups, and then we were playing Heretics to make it out. Like, if we lose a Heretics, <laughs> we're out. <laughs> and I think we went down 1-2. Like, um, we won the first map, and then second map, I was frying. I think uh, we were up 5-2. I am I had, like, 12 kills. We ended up getting comeback done. I was like, oh, no. We went down 1-2. <laughs> we ended up beating them last map, I think, um, or something like that. And then... We ended up messing up in groups, so we ended up playing the first seed of like another group, and that just so happened to be Rise. It's so going into winners round one, we're playing Rise, really. Yeah. Like, but we've had their number all year, but it's like, damn, we're like, this is a hard, the big team, uh, yeah, yeah. And the brackets come out, and the top side of the bracket has the easiest bracket of all time, <laughs> and the bottom side is just like us, Rise, LG, Optic, like, or not Optic, but LG united like it's just hard bottom side of the bracket we're like what how did this happen uh but like going i said going up against rise we were we were really confident really really confident because like i said we had their number all year i think the only time we lost to them that whole year was in a in like a a league match literally we beat them at at every event even the event they won we beat them in pools um but yeah and we were really confident we were flying by so that Winners finals against the EG. We thought we were about to fry them. I think, I think that was another case of us being complacent. To be honest, we went yeah. into that thinking we already won, and we did didn't already win. And <laughs> EG, honestly, EG was on a different level. To be honest, I thought, I personally thought Pharaoh was literally the best player in the game after like during S two yeah. to the end of the game. He was unbelievably good. Like that guy is so talented. It's crazy, but. EG was just playing the game well, and that was another. That was one of those cases where like they weren't really outslaying us; they were just outplaying us. Like we, we, uh, it felt like I couldn't do anything on the map. They weren't letting like I was good at like sneaking by, you know, getting around people. I couldn't do anything anywhere I went. They were watching it. I had to win some crazy gunfights, even like come close to the hard point. 
and they just outplayed us to be honest. And I don't think I think the maps also came into play. I don't think we should have played them on Jibby and Grand Finals something like that. But um yeah, I mean that world championship was heartbreaking for me. It's like I'm like, we are the favorites. We beat the we beat the other favorites. If there yeah. was another favorite, we beat that team first round, they're out. How do we lose this? And honestly, losers finals were his phase. We should have lost. Um Pharaoh went big in S and D. He got a one V two. I got a one V two. And then fourth map, I went absolutely berserk. Um and then we end up in a fifth map. But to be honest, I feel like I trolled because going into the grand finals, I had no energy. I didn't take no more caffeine. I was just off the caffeine. I was off that day. And doing a loser's bracket, like winning a loser's bracket is just so like exhausting that in grand finals, I literally felt like I was going to fall asleep. I was so tired. Um, I was out of it. I was really hoping to get carried. <laughs> really hoping to get carried. I didn't play like terribly, but like, I could have. I, I didn't play me for sure. Now I I understand that. Uh, I think people always forget when they speak about these loser bracket runs, right? The amount of games you have to play. But some people say, "Oh, we don't play enough Call of Duty in this current format." I'm like, trust me, when you have when you yeah. when you're playing too many games, it's hard to play at that kind it's of level. It's really really hard because a lot of people think that Call of Duty is all shooting your gun, looking at a screen. Yeah. Um, I tell a lot of people, I think it's sixty forty. I think it's sixty percent men- mentally, like mental and like. 40% shooting your gun, everything that shoot anybody can shoot their gun. I can go up against anybody right now, amateur, and they can shoot as well as me. Mm-hmm. That's that's not why that's not why I'm I'm a pro compared to them being an amateur. Yeah. It's a lot of mental, it's a lot of strategy, a lot of like mental cases where like people get nervous, you know, like stuff like that. Nerves come to play, uh just like thinking straight, stuff like that. Like you can't you can't have a bad mental and be playing good Call of Duty. Like MW season was big for me. I didn't play no good Call of Duty to the the champs. That's because my whole mental that whole year was just off. Like, like you can't have a like I said, you just can't have a bad mental, and people forget that part. People just think it's just look at your screen, shoot your gun straight. That's not it. It's it's never just that easy. So, um, yeah, I think that that played a big part into, like I said, being complacent, also like a bad mental, like that that stuff like that. So. No, and I'm trying to complain. I mean. I remember that that champion very well because nobody had picked EG to win or even come close to winning. And then they, even when they had won, people were going, "Are we sure?" <laughs> like that's crazy. Like they just not really hit the radar um, yeah. as much. And funny enough, I, I get to speak to Silly next week. Um, well, yeah, that was crazy. Let's talk about because you took a big transition here to technically the second iteration of Hundred Thieves, right? Mm-hmm. Very popular team. Ended up being an incredibly popular brand in Call. Yeah. Big step up in a five v five. Let's talk about that then. You know, leaving TK, uh, the team kind of brought you into into your professional career properly, uh, and mm. going to Hundred Thieves. You know, at the time, kind of a new organization. You know, it's something that people were like, "Well, is this is this a good move? Are they going to hang around? They've already had a disastrous launch. You know, mm. is it is it good this time?" So funny, and another ironic moment in my career <laughs> is that I actually was supposed to join Immortals before Hundred Thieves. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was talking to Immortals first, but then when I got a DM from Nate Shot, which I've never, I didn't talk to Nate before that, I got a DM from Nate Shot, and he's like, yo, I want you on 100 Thieves, like, I want you to be this guy. I was like, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I was like, I'm in. And, um, yeah, it felt good to join that team for sure, because, like, they were coming back in, they were a whole new whole new team, like, whole new brand. But, um, yeah, it just felt good, and because they they understood who I wanted to play with, um, it kind of sucked because 
they told me I was able to pick the team I wanted to play with, pick the team I wanted to have, and they didn't let me. They did, but they didn't. Um, I told them, I mean, I told them I would play with Pharaoh again, but I obviously wanted to play with other players. Um, and then like one day they were, they just announced Pharaoh, and I didn't even know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> like. And I, I wasn't. I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel bad. I was like, I just didn't even know. Like, and um, yeah, joining that team with the new faces, like playing new faces, being able to play with three fourths of our TK team, I thought it didn't go well. Now I'm like, we got Sam and Austin. We got three fourths of our TK team, which just won a championship and got second. Yeah. How do we lose? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. You did lose, and and I think exactly. that was a little bit of a shock for people, right, as well, because 100%. even even if you now, right, just go and look at that team on paper, you're sitting there going, that team should be frying, like yeah. absolutely frying. What what happened? Was it just one of those ones where, as you said earlier, you didn't learn the game enough, or you, you thought you'd known it well enough, but it turns out you didn't? It was definitely one of those cases, um, because. Going to this team, Austin, Austin wanted to want us to play it a certain way. Yeah. And Jay wanted to play a different way. And also, like I said, I was, I feel like grapple was really bad for me. I don't think I should have been running grapple. I think I, I don't think the salt was the problem. I think the problem was that I had to run grapple and like run it, like grapple and do all that extra stuff. I wasn't really that type of player. I'm not really this cracked player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, like I said, um. We just had they had two different ways of wanting to play the game and that kinda hurt us to be honest. Like Jay would just randomly pull out an ICR whenever he wanted. It's like you can't really do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so um I think that really hurt us, to be honest. Like I said, we didn't we never had a wave of playing the game because we always we had one player not one like one player wanted to play this way. We had one player wanting to play this way. We had everybody else lost to who we wanted to play like who we wanted to what which way we wanted to play. So yeah. at this moment, we didn't have one way of playing the game. We were just running around trying to get kills, which is what we weren't doing because we weren't good at the game either. Um, and, like, I think this was the pivotal moment in Jay's career too because, like I said, he he joined a, uh, joined a top-tier team in World War II because TK was considered a top-tier team. And I yeah. think that's the same as me. Like, he joined, we instantly won. Um, And in Black Ops 4, it, he had a crazy ego to the point where, like, um, <clears throat> damn, I just lost my train of thought. But he had a cra- he had a crazy like ego to the point yeah. where, like, he didn't want to change what he was doing because he was playing well. Not oh, he didn't the, oh, the KD mentality, right? Yeah, and it w- I'm not roasting Jay. Jay's one of my best friends, but like, Austin wanted Jay to run a song because they they wanted to try me on the Maddox, and he didn't want to run a song. And so he was like, I'm not running a SOG. And we had Austin Slasher running a SOG for like a week. <laughs> that might have been the worst practice we ever had. Um, but, yeah, it's just like you got to do what's better for the team. You know, you want to win. I think Jay knows that now. But during the Black Ops 4 season, it was, like, different. Um, yeah. He didn't want to give up the Maddox. He was actually playing pretty well, but he didn't feel like he was a problem. And so going into the uh, qualifiers, I still sucked ass, but I didn't run a Maddox at all. I didn't, as as funny as people remember, some people remember, quote unquote, I got fried at the first event. Not true at all. I had a 1.0 at the first event. But guess what? I pulled out a Maddox 90% of the time. I ran a Maddox like 90% of the time because I couldn't run the SOG. Uh, but 
I didn't get fried. I, I had a 1.0, but I just got fried at the qualifier. That was the worst spin I've ever had. I had like a 0.7 or something like that. Do you think um, it's, it's because people have such high expectations? Like I said, your career, your trajectory of your career has always been, you started so hot, like you said, you know, we we haven't even got we haven't even talked about you actually winning a you know console rookie of the year yet. We'll talk about oh, yeah. that in a second. Um, yeah. You know, you you basically come on as a phenom, um, and whenever you do anything less than godlike, you just you just seem to get like talked down, like you've had a really bad time. So this is the funny thing about that. I don't know what people remember, but I guess people remember just my plays. I never had a good KD in World War Two. My I never had a KD over a one point oh five except for Birmingham. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like a 1.05 is, oh, you're de- like, okay, that's good, but it's not like crazy. I got, I mean, MW and Black Ops 4, I had way better KDs like at Fort Worth and like Anaheim and London. Oh, not London, but Fort Worth and Anaheim, I had like 1.2s, 1.3s. Like, that's crazy. And so I feel like people had this like crazy, like fry mentality. I guess they wanted to see the highlight plays. Yeah. Like I said, my KD wasn't really crazy in World War II, so I don't know if. Like, people are, are basing my performance off my KD and stuff like that. But I definitely think that's a big thing. Like, when you come off hot, as I did, you definitely have to try to match it. It's, like, the same with, like, anything. Whenever an artist or a music artist comes out, they have a banger. You got to, like, beat that banger. It's like, <laughs> well, can you? And, like, that's how, like, I guess one game wonder, like, come out. And everybody thought it was one game wonder because of that World War II season. And, yeah. like, how Black Ops 4 started for me. But, like I said, Black Ops 4 didn't start too bad for me it started back for our team i just had a 1.0 yeah and i had a 0.7 which everybody has a bad event but the 0.7 was just ridiculous like i was at all-time low mentally like i was like i suck ass i don't know what i'm doing wrong i'm playing the game i just don't know what's going on like i feel like i'm so lost in the map that i don't even know where people are coming from and that was because like i said our team didn't have a way of playing the game we didn't even know how to play against people like we didn't even know what other people were doing also felt like he knew like knew what we wanted to do. Jay also felt like he knew what we were supposed to do. We didn't have a good mesh, so that kind of sucked for us. And then, like I said, the qualifiers happened. They felt like we needed to make a change. Nate called me. Nate and Eric called me, my dog, and said, it's either you or Jay. Y'all both got to go. Like, one of y'all got to go. Wow. Okay. And I'm like, Damn. at this point, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm looking to join other teams. I'm gone. <laughs> And then they call me back a few hours later. They're like, yo, the team chose you. They want you to run a Maddox. Are you okay with that? I was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just glad to be on the team. Like, I don't care what I run. And then that's where it started. And we still sucked. We picked up Preston <laughs> and stuff like that. We still sucked for like a month or so. And uh, we just grinded, to be honest. And like, it came to the point where like, uh, Chris, Replays, and Austin both had the same way of wanting to play the game. Yeah. We all listened to both of them. And our team found a way to play the game. Now we just need to slay and execute. Okay. Speaking of like, because we'll get onto these highs again in a second, but obviously we just had the low. And I forgot to mention, I got to talk about the fact that you won Console Rookie of the Year. And it's so fresh in my mind because people don't know this, but the voting's actually just happened um, for this year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, you know, you, you went to the to the event, you know, I ended up using the thumbnail picture of you in a tux and stuff. Um, yeah. What was that like being recognized for an industry award, right? It's outside of the Call of Duty bubble. You know, there are people who haven't even met you or, or watched a ton of you, and they've just, they're, they're then looking over your credentials, purely professional yeah. thing, just to nominate you for this award. I've always said is a big thing. What was it like going uh, to that kind of event? So it was crazy for sure because 
the event was in London. So we're like, whoa, me and my, my sister, I'm like, I have a plus one, like, who should I take? My sister wants to go. I'm like, okay, like, we're going to London. Like, we're just so happy to go to London. I'm like, I hope I win this. I'm like, there's no way I got invited to go to London <laughs> and I don't win. <laughs> like, and so just being nominated, I'm like, bro, I'm hyped. But like at the time too, I was kind of pissed because like, I think Hashi Brandon tweeted out saying like, vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and like, he joined, he was like joining Optic. He like joined Optic at the time. Yeah. It was like during the off season. So you know Optic fans are going to just vote for him just because he's on Optic. And I'm like, you didn't even do anything in World War II. Why do you want to win Council Rookie of the Year? And, uh, but that was me at the time. But I'm like, there's no way they invited me because they didn't invite any other player from that. So I'm like, yeah, I have to win. Uh, I'm So I'm good friends with people on, at the Esports Awards, like all of them. Um, and, yeah, it's just a crazy event. Like, I got to dress up. I normally don't dress up. Like, and I, I got to be in London, you know, it just, it just felt amazing, amazing, to be honest, everybody was so friendly, there was a lot of people I'd never thought would talk to, like, I met so many people, I got to network with a lot of people, like, people just, I, I, I've, I've looked up to in the industry, like, like, coming through the industry, like, just playing, like, starting, like, I watch streamers, I watch YouTube videos, like, all these people, I know these people from their YouTube videos and their streams, but I never met them. And now you're and an event in a, in a tux and they're all there and yeah and you've got and an award as well <laughs> and i'm like this is just crazy to me like what like how like i was just making 300 at an arcade and now i'm console working a year and it's like that was just an insane moment for me i just me and my sister were just so happy to be honest oh, i'm glad you enjoyed it i've always said you know I've, I've so funny enough you know i am part of the esports awards panel right i'm on that panel i have been for five years and it's interesting that people, because so I'm actually making a video right now, and I'm digressing here, but to explain kind of what goes on, because when you brought up the part about Dashy saying, "Oh, the, the the public vote," that's something that I've been working not against, but to make sure it doesn't overstretch it. So huh. even and in some occasions, it's actually got better this year because they're taking extra steps to make sure that it is a very fair process, right? But right. technically, it shouldn't ever happen that the panel who look at things like your impact and you know what you've done over the year and all this sort of stuff shouldn't really be over by the public. The public's more of like a, a help differentiate between people close. Um, right. But yeah, so when you, when you say that, it's like you're probably sitting there going, oh, damn, you know, socials is going to really kill me here. Yeah. Fortunately, there are safeguards. There are, there are safeguards to make oh, yeah. sure that people, you know, I was, I've been in this week alone, right? I've been in like three, two, three-hour calls with like members of the industry discussing these players at length um, about who, who was it. So it isn't like, it's not a small thing to be nominated and it's definitely not a small thing to end up winning it because there is yeah. a lot of stuff that goes on in the background to win it. So yeah, that's why I wanted to cover it because it is, a, like I said, one of the, I think one of the big parts of your career, right? Is that you're mm. always going to have that achievement and not a lot of players sure. get it. 100%. I feel like, but like, it is a good moment in my career. I just feel like people look for me to play like my World War II year, and um, I don't think people understand that like the talent has gotten way harder. And there's way more talent nowadays. Like, and like I obviously got to step up my game. I'm I'm very, I know I know like, but I feel like my Black Ops Four year was really 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 good. Like except for the first month or two, uh, I played well the whole rest of the year. MW, unfortunate. We'll talk about. It. Like, I mean, we can talk about it, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> oh, like, we'll get to I, that. Like, I try to forget it, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I think 
Cross Rookie of the Year was a big moment for me. Like, uh, I guess I got to talk, talk to a lot of new people. I I got recognized by a lot of new, like new people. Like, I never thought I'd talk to. Uh, I got to hang out with people that I never thought I'd hang out with. Like stuff like that. That was just fun. And like they had stuff for us to do. And I'm good friends with Warren. Uh, Warren runs <laughs> stuff like was running stuff over there. I don't know if he still is, but uh, yeah, Warren's like one of my good friends and like. He just made it really like fun. I got to do fun stuff, and I'm getting recognized for being one of the best Call of Duty players in the world. What well, like, you can't ask for <laughs> you can't ask for nothing else. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get to do it with my my sister too. So it's like, like my sister's like my best friend. Like, I tell my sister everything. Like, she knows everything. Like I said, she's like my number one fan. So I had to do it with her. That was fun, amazing. And after that, I was just ready to get into it. And then the funny thing is, I think Black Ops Four was out. At there were like the awards, and we were yeah. trying, they were trying to, my team was trying to scrim. <laughs> we couldn't scrim because I was going to that, but like obviously they not understood. But yeah, yeah that was a really fun moment. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's go. So we had to go back and cover that. Let, let's jump back forward in time again, right? Because I want to okay. talk about you did well at Fort Worth, top four. Then yep. you went to London. Now, London is a special event for me because I was there in the crowd and I know, as well as you probably know, what it was like to win on that main stage because that is not a subtle crowd to win against, right? Um, how did that feel, being on that stage with, admittedly, several thousand drunk English fans? You know, there was that they were enjoying themselves and, you know, they got behind 100 Thieves and you. Um, it felt good because, to be honest, we played against reciprocity and we were getting booed. <laughs> and we're like... And like the power of something went out, and the internet went out in the venue. I went to go take, I went to go to the restroom. I'm walking past the fans in the restroom. They're just booing me on the way to the restroom. <laughs> I'm like, God dang, you can't do anything in this venue. Like, and like, I wasn't like mad about it. It's like it's fun. It's like dang, like that's just crazy. Like this crowd is like so energetic and so like engaged. It's like it's crazy. Like, and so like winning versus them, especially my moment, like that moment, like the optic moment, the window moment on uh, Arsenal. Yeah, it was crazy. Like. Whenever you have moments like that in front of a crowd that's so engaged and so hype, it's just, it's like thrilling. It like sends like a whole like good feeling through your body. It's just, I don't know, you get chills because like we wear these, we wear the, you know, we wear the headsets, uh, soundproof yeah. ones that you're not supposed to be able to hear anything. But when a crowd gets that loud, you hear like they are way, way loud. So we hear them yelling and like, you just know, you just know if like, if you if you don't have any kill, like if nobody's killing on your team and you hear the crowd, that means somebody on your team got fried. <laughs> so it's like, dang. But like when it's happening on your side and you hear the crowd, it's like, oh, you're getting hyped. Like you can just tell the team, other teams feeling the same way. Like, damn, we just got fried. And so, yeah, London was big. Like I said, we won in front of uh, we we like, com like converted the fans to fans, to actual fans. Like yeah. they. They were way against us because, like I said, we're playing in reciprocity. That's like their team. That's that's understandable. Uh, we beat them. They became more, le well, they became less buoy for <laughs> us. At least. Um, they definitely didn't want us to win, but after winning, it felt good. Um, I think it was. I've always said it, it was. It's one of those things. Like I think it went reciprocity, and then they supported United. The crowd just decided to support yeah. United. Um, but then when you won. It was like, you know, they're all here for a good time and they're just going to cheer you like this. They're counting 100 thieves. They're talking about players. They're, you know, screaming, running it up. Like, it was just impressive to to see that kind of just constant pounding of 
like noise and support coming out. <laughs> and obviously, you know, it was 100 Thieves' first actual championship win for this organization. Yeah. So it's like so many things kind of combined to for you, essentially, because if I actually went back and looked, you hadn't won since uh, <laughs> in quite a while. Yeah. It was almost a year. It was 10 months since the last championship. Um, and, you know, so you, you're back on form and back at the top. Right. And then obviously you go back to back, you go straight to Anaheim and, and, and kind of do it again. Anaheim's, yeah, a... Anaheim's supposed to be a massive event as well, right? Like, it's supposed to be yeah. huge. We dominated that one. Though. I think we lost, like, three or four maps or something like that. We were, like, 24 and two, three or something like that. Um, that event was kind of boring. Not going to lie. <laughs> Not say, Like, it was just boring because, like, like I said, we just fried it. Like, you want to win it more like a close batch like London. Like, like London was a little... Nah, never mind. London wasn't really that close in grand finals, but it was, just, like, really fun to win in front of that crowd. Yeah. Like I said, um, Anaheim wasn't boring, like, fans-wise. It was just boring, like, competitive-wise. And we played Genji three times out of event. We beat them all three times. Like, it was just kind of boring. <laughs> That's fast. London's definitely my favorite win, for sure, of all time. Like, it's one, it's my favorite because of, like, the crowd and everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we were at a, we were at an all-time high. Our team just, like, we thought we were clicking. We thought we were a new dynasty. Like, this is our team. Like. Who can stop us, to be honest? <laughs> yeah. And they came out with a SOG update that makes the SOG better. <laughs> we're like... The developers. The developers can stop yeah, you. That's who like, it is. Who thought of this? Like, the game was at a good point. Like, we thought the game was at a good point. We definitely didn't agree with the SOG update. Like... Yeah, that's when yeah. they moved to the hit scan, right? That's when yeah. it's like, oh, this is a... It's an okay SMG. Great for shot punching. But, hey, you know, get ready to, uh, get ready to have a better SOG meta. Um, I almost don't want to go into this next part. I feel like we're in a really good place. Uh, okay, so the next kind of like the playoffs wasn't fantastic for you. Um, obviously mm -hmm. coming off back-to-back -back wins. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about the next the next world championship because I feel like we have to. Gotcha. And again, and this is this is another second. And I hate <laughs> and I hate it, but we have to talk about it. Um, yeah, 2019 world championship. You came second uh, that time around. United. A team that you you know had beaten before, but you know they had basically they just clicked that time, right? Yeah. So take me through, take me through your world championship twenty nine. Well, we started our first round trolling. Uh, we made the groups easily, and we played LG first round because I think they mess up, made mess up in groups, end up losing in second, and we ended up trolling versus them. Like we just didn't even look like a team. Like we were so bad against them that it just looked ridiculous. Um. I don't, I, I, I think where it started was that we, I don't think we really took the, like, we went to Genji before champs, like, the Genji facility to, to yeah. like, practice with Genji, E United, another team, I can't think of the other team, but one more other team, and I don't think we took that as serious as we thought, as we thought we should have, to be honest, especially after getting fried at Miami, um, we should have taken that more serious for sure, um, but yeah, we got fried by LG, and then was that was it like this, a big moment for you? Like, oh crap, this is our this is our champs run, this is serious. Yeah, because I don't want to. You never want to start losing bracket one. It's I, and like like you said, losers bracket wins like it's just exhausting. And like this whole time, everybody around us is just telling our team like, y'all got a long way to go. And we're like, we know. <laughs> at a team at the time, we're like, bro, we suck. Like, what are we gonna do? And um. Everybody just has like this give up face on them, 
And then we just got to the point where like we all just told you, we we had like the fuck it mentality. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna play. Like at this point we're, we have nothing to lose. We lose, yeah. we're out. So we're just gonna play. And yeah, what else we gotta lose? So we go into the phase match. Everybody knows how the phase match went. And honestly, that was the worst series I had at, at champs. Phase match. I could not get a kill. I don't know what it was. It literally felt like people were just taking more bullets. And they just like Zuma was impossible to kill for me. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but he was impossible to kill. And we ended up clutching that one out. That was a hype moment for our team. That brought back all the vibes for our team. Like that win, like one win, like brought it back for us. Like we started clicking right after that, as everybody saw. Like we looked like a way different team at champs. Um and yeah, going into Sunday, was it Sunday? I think that was Sunday. I think yeah. Sunday we know I think we played six matches. You did. I, I've got to hit. It's a hell of a run. Yeah, we played a lot of matches on Sunday. Um, funny thing is, going into Sunday, I switched my sensitivity. I was on six six one. Oh I, wow! I switched to six six point seven five, and I was frying on that Sunday. Frying. Um, we just started clicking. To be honest, everything was just working. Um, SD, my SD calls were looking really good. I usually called our SDs for hundred thieves. I think a lot of people. Another thing too, I feel like a lot of people don't think that. I'm like this smart Call of Duty player. I think people just see me as like, like, like I said, people still have the World War II mentality where I just ran around and killed people. But I've gotten smarter over the years. I mean, even with Olsen, you kind of learn to get learn the game a lot faster, learn, learn a lot of stuff about like about Call of Duty that you didn't even think of or didn't even know. Um, I feel like people don't see me as like this leader or anything. I mean, I I don't like the lead. I don't. But when it comes to SD, I feel like I'm I I, I kind of I don't have to, but I just have like this S and D background where I feel like I have to, and like it works out for most of our teams. Like a hundred thieves, you know, I said I called the plays a lot. Like remember when we like came back like five one or five zero versus like Gen Z, I think in a league match or something like that. Like I called every play perfectly. Like it, it was the, the most crazy like play calls ever. Like back to, like back to back like five rounds, I literally called it perfectly. Like the play I called out happened like. To where it didn't even like they didn't even come close to even beating us in the rounds. Oh no, it was against whatever team of Pharaoh was on. I can't remember what team he was on at the time. That's envy, the envy, envy. Yeah, we played envy, and uh, yeah, I think we came back like five one. And I literally called out every play perfect. I'm like, yo, we're gonna hit this. About this is what's gonna happen. Plays worked out like this back to back rounds, smooth, 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 smooth. We end up coming back, but yeah, I think people don't have that 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 like. They don't think think of me in that way. Like, oh, Kenny's not really a smart player, but like, I actually call a lot of plays for our hundred thieves team. Um, I think like Sam, Sam is just a a, a gunner. Like, he just yeah. guns. Uh, Sam's pretty smart, but at the time, it it was just all Austin and Chris like telling us what to do. To be honest, Ian's Ian's okay, but I feel like in S and D, our S and D looked really well because I used to call the plays, but. Um. Yeah. That that whole run was just insane because, like I said, that that one match. Like, as much as people don't think it's crazy, winning one match, but that one phase match is making that reverse sweep, or that whatever we did, was just insane. And it and it literally lit a whole new fire in us. And like, everybody was just frying all cylinders. To be honest, so that, that that's like the like the most difficult. I think that what I would call. I remember the teams at the time, and unfortunately, I have the bracket in front of me. 
Mm. I think that was probably your most difficult game right up until oh, maybe OG. Uh, OG was not. No. That <laughs> well, was not a hard match. <laughs> I know not it wasn't a hard match. It was supposed no. to be a hard match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even, yeah. It was definitely the hardest match. You went, yeah, so yeah, I've, got, yeah, I've got it here. Yeah, yeah. You got you got sick. You've got uh, EG, Reciprocity, who were on no, good form EG that time. was the hardest match we played that event. You no, 3 0 them? No. Yeah, but it was hard. It, it, it was it, like they were actually a good team. Like they were actually playing well. They were supposed to, they were supposed to be United. They choked versus United. They were up like crazy amount. They ended up choking versus United. But no roast to obviously, they were a good team. But it definitely felt easier to beat them because they were just coming off a loss. Whereas like EG was just coming off a loss too. But like, they feel like a whole different team. Like we went in thinking we were gonna win. They start, they were actually fighting, like shooting back, and we we're like, oh, well, actually really good. Um, but yeah, I think the EG match was definitely harder than the optic match, just because we had optic number the whole year, so we didn't. We went into that knowing we were gonna win. Like I said, no offense to them, they were a good team, but mm -hmm. like they really didn't met, match well versus us, to be honest. Um. But yeah, I mean the EG team was really, really good at champs. I think they were underrated. A lot of people don't, a lot of people, a lot of people overlook them and don't think that they were that good because of the players on their team. But they were supposed to be united for sure. Well, I mean, we've co we've covered every game here but one, and that yeah. is the grand final against E United. And right, like you said, you had this fantastic losers yeah. run, and then you've come up against E United, who, admittedly, at this period in their in their thing, looked ridiculous. Right, Simp, I think I actually saw the MVP, Simp's uh, KD for that tournament was 1.35, which yeah. is ridiculous for a normal tournament, let alone champs. That's actually only been beaten once, I think, uh, by Formal, who dropped the 1.44 on, yeah, yeah. on, their, on their championship run. But yeah, if I remember correctly, that was like a, his tournament there was a bit of a highlight reel for him. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing at the tournament for sure. But like, their, their team really clicked off the the sog buff the sog buff are really big for their team um they just they have two of the most dominant like sub players they they just looked amazing when it came to like their slaying now like the sog was shooting way better than it was they just looked really good um i'm being honest i felt in my heart i felt like we were the better team they just outslayed us now played us on the day but i felt like we were the better team we knew the game more we actually knew a lot of stuff that they didn't know about the game, actually. Like, a lot of teams didn't know the stuff that we knew. There was, like, I wouldn't say glitch spots or stuff like that, but there was, like, a lot of, like, spots you can use on the map that, like, people didn't know to, like, block spawns and stuff like that. Like, a lot of stuff like that, they, like, a lot of teams didn't actually know. But we, our team felt like we were the better team, like, the better team. But, like, on that day, they just played more, like, better Call of Duty. Um, they yeah. were a hard team, though, for yeah. sure. They were a hard team because, like, like I said, at the L London Grand Finals, that was free. No offense to them, but they yeah. they were like night and day. Like playing them grand finals <laughs> at at um champs was like, damn, like we're playing like this is actually like Hi. top like <laughs> yeah, this is like S tier versus S tier. Like I'm like, damn, this team looks good. They feel like it feel you can feel it in the game, like they are just in your face, like and um yeah, I mean honestly. We just had to take it to a second best of five. We lost Arsenal hardpoint. We should not have played them on Arsenal hardpoint, but we also threw hard Arsenal hardpoint by. I don't know what I. I honestly don't know what it was to be honest. Like I, I haven't even watched the grand finals back since we lost it. I won't. I refuse to watch that. <laughs> um, it was close. I remember threw, sitting there like in the, uh, in the crowd, close, but like, like not knowing who was going to win genuinely. 
like the airplane hill on Arsenal Hardpoint. You never lose it if you rotate early, and we never lost it. But for some reason, we decided to just throw versus United and lose it off their first break, and that just hurt us. Like you can't do that. It just don't, it doesn't work versus a good team, and United exposed us for it. So um, it just came down to us not playing kills on rotation. Like we didn't, we weren't playing well. I don't know what we were doing. We know if we were nervous whatever i don't think it was nervous. Uh, were you, were you tired like obviously that's a loser's run it's another loser's run it, it it could have been tired like i said we played that day we played six games or something like that five or six we played back to back to back to back to back like that was insane it i was definitely tired but like that run i was also hyped off of but like they were just a hard team they were a good team like we just it was like one of those games were like if one like the it, it was just whoever messed up, they didn't mess up. We did. They all played us on the day, like, and it was like stuff that we never would do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was like this was like routine for us. Like we would never lose this rotation if we rotated early. Like if we had the break, yeah, it'd be hard. But we 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 got there first. We would never lose this. Why? How how would we lose this? Like we had our setups. Is it something to do with the world champ? Because here's the thing, right? Now I've said this before. The World Championship is just different. It is just a different tournament. It feels yeah. different for everyone involved. Even walking in that venue, right? Now, I've been to every single one, but obviously for the last one, because that's what was online, and second of all, I wasn't casting. Um, right. But I've been to everyone, and it's always different. It's all, it, it, I've been to hundreds of land tournaments. Champs has just a different atmosphere, yeah, regardless. Does. Like It just feels tense. Even all the friendly pros are suddenly a little bit less friendly at that event. That's what it feels like. I like talking to my friends, and you know, they still like smile, and they're still the same guy. But you can just feel like every single one of them is like vibrating a little bit. Like this yeah. is it. This is this is everything for us. Because I was asked recently, like, oh, how much you know do does Call of Duty esports put on the World Championship? And I went, you cannot believe. I said, obviously it's the biggest prize pool. I said, but it's just different. I mean. It's definitely different than any other event. It's more fun to play at champs <laughs> because I love playing in front of the fans. I love it, like Noby. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love playing in front of the cha- like in front of the fans and everything. But champs is just different. Like you get the all around atmosphere that you get when you walk in that venue is just way different than any other event. Like you just you have to show up on that stage, and that's where like I say like mental comes in because champ like champs is that event. Like I said that. Um, everybody knows how to play the game. It's about executing and slaying. Like, everybody plays the game the same or even, like, remotely close to the same. You just need to execute. And so that, that, that's where it came down to Grand Finals. We didn't execute. They executed way better than us. They outplayed us on the day. And like I said, to this day, I feel like we were the better team, but they just were better on that day. And, like, Simp had a world star performance. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean... No be okay. You got to get down. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like it's just hard. Oh, you're stuck in my wire. Don't don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. There we go. Um, yeah, it was just hard to play against them when I when I felt like we weren't even playing at our best. And like we're playing against the S tier team. We need to be playing at our best. We need to be playing harder than we ever played in our life. This is our last match of the year, and um, it didn't feel like that to be honest. Um, I mean, we played them close. Don't get me wrong, but, like, we were just doing stuff. It's a grand finals. We're doing stuff that we would never do in practice, like routine yeah. stuff. Like, we would never lose this. We lose. 
trying to remember if that was the the world championship kind of where, even though it was like three two, was that the one where it kept you kept like each team kept blowing each other out? Like it wasn't like the the games weren't like close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think we I think we smoked them. I can't remember. I know so I I can't. Remember. I know the control. I started off like twelve and zero. And uh, I was frying them, and somehow it became close. Like we we're up two zero, they come back. I'm up, I'm twelve and zero. We somehow about to lose this map, and we end up winning. <laughs> uh, they end up blowing us out in the Arsenal, and we went last map Arsenal SD. But like, once again, I don't think we should have played them in Arsenal SD. But I don't know what the other SD was. Um, Arsenal SD was just Simps, like Simps, like playground. Like yeah. he was just jumping around sniping. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, to be fair. Whenever we played against other snipers on that map, we would just still beat them because I guess they weren't as good as snipers with as simp, but it just felt like a di like a different environment, like a different different like team, a whole different like everything. Like our team didn't seem like we were playing at the best, and they were. So it felt like the hardest thing to ever play in. But like I said, I sh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I I I wish I knew what it was. Like what made us like play like that, but I don't know. It'd be interesting, yeah, to kind of go back and watch that actually, and see and see just. I may you know. have to. <laughs> I'm sure people would love to see that. Absolutely, I know I would. I'd love to see, always like uh, seeing players kind of re-looking at their gameplay. Um, okay, so we have to move on from the World Championship, which even with a yeah. second is still a high point. Into uh, this is going to be a difficult one. This is this is not going to be fun. This is not a fun 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 part. But we have to move into the next season. So obviously, franchising has started. New new time. Everything's going on. You end up on Optic. Which you know, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. like the... it just added to the <laughs> everything else. Like my ego is everything. Like just looked at like this bad rep. It just added into it by joining Optic. You joined yeah. Optic when everyone was like starting to hate Optic. It was like the, it's like the craziest thing, right? Because I've always said this. It's like it makes no sense. Like think about it. For the last nine years. Optic was the one brand everybody wanted to be in because you knew you'd get a bump in followers. You knew people would scream you down. You know the fans would be, you know, tearing <laughs> right. down walls. And then you've obviously moved into Optic, you know, and, and this is no folly. This is nothing to do with you. And then it's no. just gone. It's just gone horribly wrong. And and to add to that, like I said this is not a, a fun time. To add to that, things are not going well for the team. Right, launch weekend not great for you. Atlanta not great for you. Like, speak to me here. You've got a new team. Joined Optic, the games. Brand, uh, just, uh, just take me through it, man. Like, where do you want to start with this? Because it's there's a whole lot to unpack. Uh, I'm gonna I'm a paraphrase it. I'm gonna keep it simple. Nope, we didn't want to win. We had okay. people that didn't want to win on the team, and it was it showed. Like, it was one of those things where like people wouldn't do what we needed to do to get better as a team. You know, like I got to this point where I didn't even care. I just wanted to win. I'm who, who wants to be like. Uh, we tried to get Brandon to be the superstar. He didn't take advantage of that. Uh, people would show up to practice not trying. Show up late. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, it's not winning mentality. Like, we don't want to win if we can't even show up to practice on time or even just try and practice. Like, yeah, people just waking up out of their sleep, wiping their eyes, like, and we about to start practice. Um, that People were sure. upset, by the way. Like, people were genuinely upset with that team. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, this this update gaming roster, this looks like hot shit. Like this should be a really good squad, and then it weren't. Yeah. <laughs> you just weren't exactly because we we like 
it was that not winning and like not trying scams and not showing them t- on time and it was like not listening as crazy that as that sounds we had people that didn't listen like how do you not listen you know what i'm saying like there was a time we played i can't remember what event it was but online but we played we were scrimming and on hackney hackney dom i'm like yo watch the green oe do not let a person go through green to our a flag please don't I literally rage for about a week over it. <laughs> rage for about a week. We go into a match versus Dallas. Big match for us. We're looking good. Brandon gives up the green away. I'm like, well, you, like, like we went over in practice, and then it hurt us in the tournament. And it's like, that's one of those things where it's like, damn, like, were you not listening in practice? Like, that type of thing. So it's like, bang, okay, I'm chalking that. I'm like, well, we got to focus on something. Like, our team, this is how it worked. Our team couldn't level up to the next level to match like Dallas or Atlanta, any of them, because we couldn't get the basic steps down. We couldn't get the basic stuff down. There's Dallas or Atlanta or Chicago, none of them would never give up the green away. They would never let anybody go green. Like that, that's just something they would never do because that's the easiest part of the map. That's overextend. You don't let a team overextend on you. That's that's why it's called overextend. And um Yeah, they would they would just they, they had the basics down. They knew what they wanted to do. We knew what we wanted to do. We just wouldn't do it. And it's like, what do we have to do? What do we have to tell, like, anybody on our team to get people to do it? It's like, we've said it for weeks, and people would get mad because Austin's just raging, tweaking. Because, and, like, at the time, I, I mean, I I understand them because, like, I, my biggest pet peeve is repeating myself. I hate repeating myself. And if I have to do it consistently <laughs> like that, it's not like if somebody says, huh? Or what? Like, I, that's not like what I mean. It's more like, like realistic stuff like that. Like, I'm like, yo, watch the green OE, watch the green OE, watch the green OE. Match comes, we don't watch the green OE. Then I'm pissed. I'm <laughs> absolutely like, I'm enraged because I'm like, I just repeated myself and I don't like doing that. And um, yeah, it's just like that was the thing. Like, we couldn't level. Like, we couldn't look to do this and like put like teams would put people in spawn traps. We couldn't even look to do that because we can't even, we can't even get to that point. We can't even get like, we can't watch the OE. We can't get to these spots. We can't do that. We can't do this. Like, it literally felt like our team didn't even want to win. So it's like, that's where my mental went bad because I'm like, I just got sick of the champs, bro. I'm trying to win champs this year. This is my yeah. year. Like, I want to go hard. Like, I'm trying to win. I got good people around me. I, mean, I had good people in Black Ops 4, but like, I had a whole new faces. Like, we're trying to go hard. Me and Austin looked for a, a ring, and it felt like we didn't have winners around me. And I mean, to me, that hurt. Like I'm, I'm, I was at a bad state mentally. Like it literally, like my motivation levels were at at all time low, negative. They were literally negative. I didn't want to get on and play. I didn't want to do any. I didn't even want to play Call of Duty. I would get on to practice. I would go hard at practice, but I didn't even want to play. Like at this point, I'm I'm literally telling Mud Dog to bench me. I want <laughs> to be on the bench. That's yeah, how I bad it went. A, it wasn't like no. It was more so bench me because I wanted my team to win. Like I wanted to see the team win. And if, if people felt like I was a problem, then I'm, I'd gladly be on the bench. And it like, like I said, when you have people around you that don't want to win, that just, you know, it just kind of converts over to you. And now you don't, now you just like, what do I do? It's demoralizing, do right? Yeah, we couldn't even do anything because we're trying to get our team changed and we couldn't get our team changed. We couldn't pick up people. We wanted to pick up Mac. We didn't pick up Mac. Like, our, like, it, it literally felt like impossible for us to even try to win. We couldn't change our team. We couldn't get people to 
try to win. We couldn't get anything going. What do we do? We keep trying. We get on every day, and we just BS. So it's like, what are we doing? And that's what I'm saying. My mental was just low. I don't. I didn't know what to do. I really felt lost. Like I felt so lost on the map that we would just give up. We would just talk scram. Like it was back to back to back to back days where we just talk scram because we're getting shit on. And it's like, I mean that that I I can't obviously I'm not in that position. I've never been in that position. But that must just be frustrating, especially like considering people usually worry about their stock, right? We, we, the last couple of years we've been talking yeah. about people's stock, right? People can easily drop off the face of the earth, you know? And fortunately, you're maybe in a little bit better position because, you know, your reputation will carry you through a bad stock drop. But yeah. it's still frustrating to know that, you know, you could be paid an extra, uh, you know, a lot less money or struggle to find the team you want or anything, right? Just simply because other people are costing you. Fortunately, there was a little bit of an uptick, right? It, it felt like a changing of your season about, I'd say about halfway through, uh, I think it's actually pretty much halfway through week seven, Florida. Um, yeah, you I know, play with Gene. yeah, came second, got Chino into it. That was the J cap drop. Um, did this? Did this kind of like help alleviate some of the tension in the team? Did it feel like a new leaf coming through, or, or, or what happened there? Yeah, we. I mean, Chino's all around good vibes, so he brought some good vibes to the team for sure. Uh, Chino's a good player too, so I mean, it did. But then it kind of was like a honeymoon phase type thing. Like, like after that, practice went trash. Oh. We got, well, we went into didn't practice. last very long. <laughs> no, look. Yeah, yeah. We go in. We get second or whatever we got. I think we got second. And then we pull up to practice the next day. And I know I am not even trolling when I say this. We don't get the, we don't look at the green OE. We don't look at the green OE. We don't look at the green OE. The next, after oh. we just got second, we don't look at the green OE. And I'm like, bro, I still got to talk about green OE after we just got second. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you would think getting second would motivate people to, like, go harder and, like, pay more attention. No. No. And, like, I feel like this was one of those things where, I, like I said, people like Brandon, he started at all-time high. He joined Optic, his first team. Optic Gaming won their first event. And I think that this year is big for him. It's the same year I was saying I had, like, where you have to – when you start at all-time high and you get to an all-time low, you don't even know what to do. You need to, like, get a new – New everything, and I think next year's gonna be good for him. Hoping next year's better for him because MW was ridiculous, and I'm not even roasting him because I'm good friends with him. But like it's like everybody goes to that process where you just took a year. Like he didn't, he he, he didn't grind as much as he did BO4. BO4, we look at him to grind. He played BO4 every day. MW, he didn't he didn't really play, and it's like I think that's why it's a big year for him. That was a big year for him because we suck as a team. A, we were at an all-time low. We were all at all-time lows, and I think that he needed to learn from that. And like, I think it'll help him grow as a player. So I think that next year will be good for him. I think he'll look way better than he did MW. And uh, I think people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, it's just because he didn't want to play with Kenny Austin." I don't think that was the case. Um, that's not, not the case at all because we, as much as like me and Austin didn't want to play with him in the beginning, it wasn't like, "Oh, he sucked." That's why why we didn't want to play with him. Um, we just thought we we'd have a better fit with other players. And going into it, me also like, well, we're gonna win still. Like Brandon's talented. Maybe we can turn Brandon into literally Superman, the best player. Like you're this talented, you shoot straighter than a lot of people. If you just learn how to play right, there's no way you lose. There's no way you can die, basically. And um uh, I, I feel like it didn't that didn't really sink into his head as fast as it should have. Um 
But I think, like I said, next year with him being around Hex and all them and, like, the people he wants to be around, I think that'll be good for him, healthy for him. And like I said, I think the all-time low year was really good for him. So I think last year was good for me and Austin, too, because we realized, like, what we need to do to at least try to win. So, um, yeah, we thought that, like, adding new faces, it's nothing bad about that. Like, whenever you add new faces, it can work. But it just sucks that me and Austin have to consistently add new faces back-to-back years to even, like, try to win so hopefully next year goes different but <laughs> and that's fair yeah. i think like so the, the the problem i have with this year and looking at your career wise for me it felt like and, and i'll try to put this in the nicest way like it never started off well mm-hmm. and like to even turn it around to the degree you did to, to go from because here's the thing now i said this many times during the year there's no freaking way this optic team is going to be battle yet. They can't be. There is too much talent on this roster for them to consistently. Because you sucked, right? You guys, you guys yeah, are terrible. We, we everybody knew you were terrible. I was like, holy crap! This is from these caliber of players. They are bad. Mm. Um, so, so everybody who's like an analyst or, or watches like, there's no way this happens all season. Like they'll, they'll have a little bit of a change up. They'll come back good. We, we. Just, however, I still never felt like it was going to like a switch was going to flick unless you got dramatic change. With franchising, the problem is you're never going to get that giant roster main that you can take players that maybe exactly. you want to. Um, so if you have a bad start like that, and you know you can't point one direction, it's super difficult to recover. Um, so like, I'm looking at the results here. You know, like Florida was like your best result all year, um, yeah. and then you had a few changes here. They like said Dashie went off, and there were some issues. So we'll we'll kind of jump now to the the World Championship 2020 because. Obviously, we're going to talk about that game um, because everybody talks about that game because it's, it's like mm. super hype. But you guys look pretty good. Like going into this, you look you look pretty good in the World Championship. I remember looking at this optic team and thinking, "Hey, this is certainly a team that, at least towards the end of the game, has started showing people that yes, the talent has been there all year. It's just had X, Y, and Z issues, whether it be pacing well, or." <laughs> to be fair, the only thing that changed from. All the events of the year to champs was our location. And I think that that was also a part that I didn't obviously want to bring up, yeah. but it's it was a big part of our whole year. We were in the worst location possible for online gaming. Everybody knows ever since the days of MW2, West Coast is not a good coast to play in for uh, Call of Duty. And like, as much as the league did help, as much as the league we felt like they were gonna try, but they didn't really. Tr- I don't. We, we didn't really feel it. Um, they didn't do it until the last event, till champs. We they, we didn't have a we didn't have a Midwest server, and a lot of the players that are on different teams lived in Dallas. Rather, your team is Dallas. Obviously, the Dallas team lived in Dallas, but like players lived in Dallas, and we didn't want to play. T- Dallas was the closest thing to us as a server. We didn't want to play teams on Dallas. Yeah. We're not playing your own host. That doesn't make sense. Anytime we played Dallas, we played them on Chicago. But for some some reason, the Chicago server lagged so oh. bad for us, like so bad, like 200 ping for me and Austin. It was unplayable. So I remember that. I Dallas remember those host. complaints coming out now. Actually, yeah, actually. did we play Dallas on host or what did we do? So we're forced to play Dallas on host. We're there on like 10 ping. We're on 50. It's like, dang, this is just impossible to play. And so, like I said, we for chance we we're like we're not playing from 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 home. Like that was the only thing that changed. I didn't play the game more. Nope. I mean, I don't think anybody else played the game more. Maybe Austin played, but like, I didn't play the game more. I'm, I'm just doing what we normally do, just scrim. And I looked, I mean, I looked pretty good at champs. Like, I played pretty well, and I didn't change anything but my location. And it literally felt night and day from 
Cali to Dallas. It felt night and day. Like it's insane how much different it was to play from that place and be able to play on host every now and then. We never got to play Cali. Anytime the Cali server came up, team was just instant banned. Only team we played on only team we played on Cali was Paris. And that's the only time we ever looked good. If you ever go look at the whole year, anytime we ever won or looked good, it was against Paris. No, no BS. And then like it's because we were playing on host. <laughs> yeah. We literally were fry and I'm like, well, this is what we don't get to play on, and we get to lag or we get to play people on host. And it literally felt once again impossible. We had we had a team that didn't want to win. Now we have servers that won't allow us to win because we have to play against lag or play people on host. So it, it last year just felt like an impossible year. And that's why I keep saying like my mental my mental was just at an all time low. Like I would go on walks, like all this stuff, like it felt terrible. Like and then to start off champs, I get booted offline. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's like what a year what a year for me. And well, that was that. That was essentially one of the the reasons that uh, you know they basically changed champs format to be a delay. Yeah. Um, obviously, nobody could talk about it. There are, I don't know, what I said there are certain circles. Obviously, one of the things they did do is like there was a delay, mm-hmm. and people knew this very quickly because yeah, everyone had to like schedule their tweets and stuff. And obviously, you know, yeah. circles that we hang around with, people were kind of like. So I was in a Discord, and we were like trying to figure out when a certain coach or player would join the Discord that was currently playing in their match, whether or not we could figure out if they had won. Because I'll give credit to like the professionals and the staff and everyone involved. From what I understand, there were very, very few leaks of like any, just nobody any would talk match, about yeah. it. Nobody would talk about it. It's like, look, normally it's a lot of you could say, oh, you know, I want to lost this one. And people would know, even like pros would know beforehand. Champs, genuinely, people were like, yeah, we're just going to keep quiet because obviously it's a very big event. No one yeah. wants to give anything away. Like, nothing happened a couple of times on social media until people figured it out they couldn't tweet early um but it was really good i think yeah you had the ogla game versus lag um you know and that was that was a a, a three two you know got got, got through it because you obviously yep. didn't have a good seed coming in um mm-hmm. but that's not the game i want to talk about the team it's the game that chicago have what rewatched. i think everyone's what rewatched that one um mm-hmm. talk to me about about that game from your point of view, Chicago versus um, LA, because it was a hype game. It's yeah, not for you. It, it was, was hype. hype. Like, I was just sitting there to my was... seat watching that. We just started off really slow. The first map we played Gunrunner, and I didn't run a sub the whole event. I ran an AR because most of the maps that we played against other teams was a map I ran third AR on. So I wasn't really one of my subs, so I had to, like, get used to running a sub. I think I started off really negative in that Chicago uh, match, but I actually made a crazy comeback like the second half of that uh we just started off really slow to be honest it was a really good match i mean there is nothing i really could take away take away take away from that was that we started off slow gunrunner was one of our best hard points going into that that uh weekend and we lost the first map so i mean we lost a really close one but like if we didn't start off slow we'd i feel like we'd have won that one um and yeah i mean we lost in the best way possible i think you could say a 1v1 round 11 (laughs) you know Last map, there's no other way I would have taken that L. If I would have taken that L3, I would have been pissed because I'm like, we've been playing so well this event. Like, how did we just get 3 0 by them? Um, I mean, I, I feel like we played our hearts out and we played with two new players, Draza and Hollow. I feel like they played pretty well. Um, I mean, we did, we played the best we could. We tried our hearts out. We put it out, we put it all on the line. Like, we just, we tried. And I mean, a 1v1 round 11, it's kind of like, 
50-50 at that point. Like, you can't really do anything about it. Um, only thing I felt like we could have changed was that that round, that game five, our strats kind of, I feel like people, like, we, for some people forgot our strats. Yeah, it was a pressure. That, kinda, that hurt us. I think it, I think it was. Um, because we were messing up smokes <laughs> and everything. It was just like, what is going on? And so that hurt us. Um, like there's a round in the S and D. If you watch it, Prestini gets a three piece or something like that, three or four piece on the B bomb on the on that map, and it's because we mess up the smoke to jump into the top window. So we were like, oh, well, we're stuck here at the front door. We just should all just run in, and he gets a three piece. And we're like, well, that's what happened <laughs> when you mess up the smoke. And so yeah, I think that that was the best way I could I could have taken that L. I'd happily take that take that L any day. That's so interesting. People usually say they'd rather be blown out than lose nah. a close game. Nah, I'd rather take that. Because like I said, with the year we had, yeah, I would assume we wouldn't have won a match of champs. Like I said, we looked really good. And we looked really, really good. And Chicago looked really good at the event. And like, when we came out, we put it all online. Like I said, I mean, around 11 where we just all four go down and die, that's different. But like I said, a 1v1 where it's 50-50, like, we could have won that. We could have lost that. We obviously lost it. but like. We at least had the chance to win it. Yeah. You no, know, it's like we didn't go in there and just get smoked where we didn't even have a chance. And it's champs. Like this is where you go hard. And so I'm just I'm really grateful, really appreciative of Draws and Hollow for coming in and, and trying as hard as they did. They turned our whole team around, like our vibes and everything. Like they even came in and helped us learn the stuff about the game. So I'm really appreciative of them. I'm I think highly of them. So I mean I like I said, that was the only way I could have taken out taken the L and champs it was me obviously not being to play like internet issues or losing a 1v1 round 11 which is 50 50 so i mean no, i think that's that it's I think very I was interesting pretty, to like, me <laughs> that was the only time i've ever been satisfied with top six i've never been ta- satisfied with top six except for new orleans when i like it's aw damn but i was satisfied i mean to be fair like you know, being objective as I am, you know, that is a good result for that team. Like yeah, it's cool. after the year you had, honestly, winning a match would have been a good result for exactly. that team. <laughs> like I was happy. I'm like, yo, we are playing really, really, really good. Like, what's going on? And like, got two new faces. And like, I mean, like I said, we lost. We we lost a fifty-fifty. Can't do much more than that. We basically flipped the coin and said head to tail. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, that brings us right up to the present then. Um, the off-season and everything there. I know I've had you for a little while, but I've been thoroughly cool. entertained myself. Um, <laughs> let's talk about... Now, I don't know what you can and can't talk about here. You know, yeah. Optic Gaming has been in the news cycles recently. Obviously, a new mm-hmm. roster is being built. You know, there's the whole Hex thing, which obviously that's not your side of it. That's business side of it and everything. But what can you tell me about, like going into this off season for the rebuild and uh, you know going down a 4v4 it's been so complicated for a lot of players yeah um this season i mean this off season has been more chill to be honest i me i'm usually just i chill during WrestleMania stuff i don't even talk about anything i don't talk about anything i just chill oh uh, this was just more chill we've always have obviously had shit oh sorry sorry to cuss but we obviously have stuff that like has gone on in the background and I think Austin has talked on it. A lot of the stuff going on in the background has stopped us from being able to make roster moves. Huh. Um, it sucked. 
and it's out of our control, like completely out of our control. We can't even do anything. I couldn't even sit here and tell you we could. Like, we generally cannot do anything right now. We are at, we're stuck, and um, I'm just hoping it goes well. I, but like, as much as like this is like a a, a minor setback, I'm really confident going into next year. I'm so ready to play. Uh, I think it's a good, it's gonna be a good year for me and Austin. We're looking to win. Hopefully, win everything and and more. Um, I'm just really confident. We have players that we want to play with. We we feel good about it, and like there's nothing else to it. To be honest, like okay. it's just a good. Like I said, it's a chill WrestleMania. It just sucks that it's so heated that um we don't we can't do anything. We're we're so stuck at a point that tied, we yeah. it's out of our control. Yeah. So it's like that's all I can really say is that we're it's out of our control. We're looking to get everything announced soon. And yeah, I'm just really com- like I said, I'm just really, really confident. Next year's gonna be a different year for me because I will be playing nonstop. <laughs> That's why I've literally played every game possible I can during this off season, so I don't have to like go into next year like oh, I want to try this game. Yeah, I get all of that out the way. Everything I want to try now because next year is just cod, 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 cod. I think people will see a different me for sure and see what I look like when I actually grind as much as I want and when I'm motivated to play. So. I think next year's going to be a good year for us. I think this minor setback is as corny as it is. It's going to have a major comeback for us. So That's fair. I think that's fair. We're going to do questions from the chat in just a second. Um, so quickly, just to, to pick up on those points, what are you playing in the offseason? Like, what have you enjoyed playing in the offseason that's not Call of Duty? So I've been playing a lot of League of Legends. Oh, I've yeah. tried F1 my racing wheel okay i've tried phasmophobia i've played a lot of i've played phasmophobia i've played um you got into the among us hype there's a lot of a lot of uh among us, a lot hype. Of among us i've played some among us um i'm actually ordering a guitar soon to learn how to play guitar oh damn you uh, do off season well yeah this is a good I'm off just, season that's what i'm saying i'm doing a lot of stuff that like i want to do and that i'm enjoying that's that i feel like would distract me during the season um, I want to get that out the way right now because I don't want any distractions going into next year because I want next year to be a good year. I'm not, I refuse to start off slow. Like we've had two back to back years where we start off slow and I refuse to have that happen. So I think the first event always, always is whoever grinds the most. So and you're ready for it. Nice. I'm ready to try to outgrind anybody that tries to grind. So, well, that, that, that brings me on to my, uh, my next point, And it's the last point before I take questions from the chat. Uh, mm-hmm. Cold War. I'm guessing you've played. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know if you've played today. By the way, I I, I, I was played today. Yeah. Trust me. Go on to it. Play on PC. It feels like a right. different game. It feels so like the a different first game. Alpha was really. I liked it. The slide was kind of crazy, but I liked it. Yeah. The second, the beta, I didn't play at all because I played like two maps and I could not deal with that slide. That, and I knew. Well, I was just hoping how the developers talked about it that they would just take that slide out or fix it. So yeah. I didn't play as much. Um, but I'm looking to grind this today. Yeah, today I have stuff I have to do today, and then I will be streaming to later to play it. So yeah, like I said I'm trying to get everything out the way, all these distractions. <laughs> so next year I'm just focused only COD, and I enjoy the game. I think the game could literally like be one of the best. Like it can have a really good year. The gunplay, everything about it is just amazing. Um, and like the developer support so far, even just in the beta. Has been amazing, you know. Like yeah. they apparently they fixed the slide again. I don't know. Apparently they did something to the slide. So like that's just amazing to hear about because last year we felt like 
Let me not speak on that. Um, yeah, last year was just, <laughs> let's say it was limited. Let's, we'll just say it was let's, limited. Let's, not, let's just say let's it was not limited. Let's last year. <laughs> right. It was an interesting time. Um, yeah. And, that, and you are right like it's already like there's so much feedback coming through for this but trust me i know you probably haven't because obviously i've taken up some of your time here but playing oh, on, i good. played it on pc earlier it just felt it better it it just felt better and I, and I haven't been able to play enough games to before i can put my kind of finger on it to figure out exactly what is you know t1 uh about it like what's what's better um but it does mm. feel better and it's probably just a little bit smoother and gunfights feel better the slide sure. is still a bit quick but it's not as ridiculous i would say but we'll see i'm, I'm sure like the pros the will break it i'm quick. sure the pros will break it at some point. yeah 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 so the slide the thing about it is the slide being quick isn't really the problem it's more so the pull-up time after the slide so if you can if they can make it to where when you slide it, you have to finish the slide before you can pull your gun up then yeah. you'll, you'll be chilling and like it should be for a, a break the mechanics right? exactly you should be able to like maneuver out of a gunfight rather than move going into a gunfight with a slide so um i'm hoping to play it later and see what it all right well i'll uh, i'll get you some time after this let's do questions from the chat now the the, sure. the things with these questions is that we don't usually give them a ton of time so if you are asking a question that's like super open chat please don't i've had people ask about like last year they asked about the entire franchising thing in quick questions i'm like that's not a quick answer um <laughs> this is so uh, we'll, we'll try and go through them okay. okay um this one's a little bit bait like i don't know if you could even answer this one but we'll we'll, we'll give it a go um, do you have anyone you kind of want, want to team with right now? Like just a particular player, like you either get along with, or you just it'd just be fun to kind of jump in and play on their squad. And I'm thinking like you know like uh, like say you know you really wanted to always play with formal or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, one player I have a team with that I always want to team with. Well, there's two. So as much as people are gonna say Intel, 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 Intel. I've always wanted to team with Donnie, uh, Temp. Uh, we were supposed to, like I said, he was supposed to be on our World War II team. And, like, if I was to get dropped off 100 Thieves in Black Ops 4, he wanted me to join their Splice team. Uh, so I've always wanted to team with Donnie, and it's always something that comes in between that, like, always stops it. So it's like, that's uh, one player. Anybody that watches my stream when I play with Donnie, you can tell it's all-around vibes. always just funny. Um, he seems like a player that I have, I can have fun with, you know, play with. Everybody sees has like this bad persona about him that he's toxic and everything. I haven't played with him, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would, I think he's one of the players. My other player that is retired is Damon. Uh, oh, okay. I Damon's one of the players I've always wanted to team with. Uh, ever since I started, I came back from World War Two. Um, but obviously he's retired. Damon, come back. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, no, like you're talking about setting off Intel, like. <laughs> people are going to be taking this and just running with it. taking it fully out yeah. of context right uh yeah that's our other player those two for sure damon and donnie um i can't think of any other players right now to be honest no i think it's a great answer those two for sure great answer. yeah um that's the next one um top three call of duties interesting question mw3 is number one easily no questions asked mw3 uh i didn't play much of black ops 2 like okay. a lot i played like the first two months I don't think I press. I mean, as much as my my credibility goes down by only playing the first few months, um, I personally don't see the hype in it. Uh, I think it's really hype because it started Hardpoint, which is like the best game mode of all time in Call of Duty. I think yeah. since it was like the start of that, that's why it seems so hype. Um, I think but, I've always said Black Ops Two. Black Ops Two has got some really good things going for. It. We had dev support properly for the first time. That's true. There were like. 
CTF was good with the spawn manipulation, which is something that right. it. The problem is people are like, oh, CDF could be great, and it's terrible a lot of the time. <laughs> but like, it, CTF only works with the correct maps and spawn manipulation. Otherwise, it's really, really bad, and people don't get yeah. that. Um, but it worked there and Hardpoint. It made it like this this combination of like tons of stuff that just worked. Uh, but no, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, so like, BL2 is not. I don't. I would go MW3. Um, I'm a big fan of AW. Okay. AW, that's, like uh, AW. that's divisive. It's my third though. AW is my third. My two would be either uh, Black Ops One or MW Two. Um, I okay. personally like Black Ops One better. MW Three, Black Ops One, and then AW. I like, I like uh, this is not. This is like non comp wise though. This is how I see it. It's non comp wise. Like I'm just saying, like what I enjoyed playing is those three. Um, if I was to do comp wise, I think BO Two would have to be in there because, like I said, it started MW Two. I mean, it started the hard point, and it um it, it apparently played pretty well. That's what I heard, and the gunplay was pretty good when I played it. So I would definitely put BO two in there if it was comp wise. But if I'm just talking about what I enjoy, MW three, uh, Black Ops one and AW. Yeah, that's good. That that's that's a that's a really good answer. Um, all right, uh, top three teammates. These these are liking the top threes at the moment. Top three, top three uh, teammates. Lamar, well. for sure. Lamar. I think I would have to go Lamar, Ian and Abel, and it's either it's it's three. It's really hard. They're all at three. Teen, Austin, and like and Sam are all at three. But I'm I'm gonna pick Austin for this one just because I've played with Austin the most out of all of them. I think, um. Yeah, me and also have like built this like duo ship that's like kind of like undermined, I guess you could say. Like we don't really say it like oh you're duo, but I think it's kind of that thing. Um I think top five would definitely be all of like I think Sam and Cheen could definitely be there. Um Lamar is definitely one, like I said before. Ian is uh, two. Ian's all around vibes. I love Ian. That's my guy. <laughs> that boy's still ugly, but that's my guy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I have to go Austin three for sure. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Nice, nice to get a little dig at the end. Um, someone's asking, are you going to go hard on content this off season? I mean, you've already come on the podcast for a, a long time. We've covered your entire pro career, but yeah. they're asking about your content plans. Uh, so so far, I've been. I mean, my YouTube's been going pretty good. I've been uploading YouTube videos for about a month and a half now. So far, consistently, I do two about a week. So yeah, content's been really good. I've been. I've been playing every game. I've been streaming every game. Check out my YouTube, Quavo Kenny. I got a lot of games I've played on there. A lot of different games. Um, I've been streaming a good bit. I've just been busy, so I haven't been streaming as much. Um, one thing about when people say content, people look for me to play Call of Duty. I think that's like the thing I'm trying to stray away from. When I do content, um, it it will be Call of Duty during the season. During the off season, I kind of play other games, and I think that doesn't really hurt me, but it kind of like a lot of people don't enjoy it because they don't play it. Um, like, I mean, I've been doing a lot of content, but it's just not Call of Duty for sure. But during the during the season, it'll be a lot of Call of Duty content if that's what my people that want content from me are looking for. So, no, I think right they now, will. I think they will. Yeah, for now it's just like any game I play is just will be uploaded to my YouTube or I'll be streaming it. Yeah, that's fair. That's I think that's a, that's a good answer. Um, yeah. next question: Are uh, if you had to bet on any player one v one, who are you picking? 
like to win a one v one. Yeah. Other than myself, to win a one v one. If I was to put my money on somebody to win a one v one, I would put my money on Austin. Okay. I'll put my money on Austin or Farah. Either of those two for sure. Okay. Um, I think me and Austin have a a, a like a a generic size same way of like playing one v ones. We talk about it all the time, but I think Austin thinks the same way as me. I think I'd have to pick Austin for sure. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, okay, last two questions, and then uh, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. Um, sure. So we we kind of talked about your off season anyway. Um, but what is your favorite game being in the off season? Like, what is you like this? I am so glad I am playing this. So league is my favorite game right now. It's just. It's what, are you, what, what, are you, what are you playing? Aram, normals, TFT. I'm just ranked. I'm in rank. Oh wow! A lot of rank. Put yourself yeah. in the grinder. Damn. Yes, sir. Uh, league is definitely my favorite game right now. Uh, it's just annoying to play because it's tilting, <laughs> but I've become fond of uh, F1 for sure. I think I've been watching a lot of F1. Oh, I watched a lot of F1 last year, uh, but since playing it with the racing world, stuff, it's become really, really fun. But I think League is definitely my favorite right now. Fair enough. That sounds, sounds good to me. And I'm going to end on this question, but I don't really know it. Um, did a boogie hit you up for the me and my guitar remix yet? You're gonna have to explain that one. I don't even know what that one is. Right, so a boogie is like a, a music artist. He's like my favorite artist right now. Okay. Um, but nah, he hasn't hit me up yet. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get my guitar first. Start playing on the guitar before he hits me up. Um, we've been in talks though. We've been in talks. <laughs> nah, <I'm> just playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like my favorite artist right now, and uh, he has he has one of my favorite songs. So. That's why that person asked. And I always tweet about the song. That's like, like I listen to it like <laughs> ten times a day. But I tweeted like, "Hey, Boogie needs to hit me up for the uh, the remix." But <laughs> hopefully, he does when I get my guitar and learn how to play the song. So we'll see. Fair enough. I think that's a that's a great answer. Okay. Um. First of all, thank you for so much for coming on. I know it's, oh, it's no been problem. a long one here. Sorry about but... yesterday too. <laughs> Sorry about the chat. I hey, you more today, more than I'm made here. up for it today, man. We've basically done your yeah. entire career. Is there Let's anything? Go else you want to kind of say to either people listening or watching or anything you just kind of want to talk about very briefly uh thank you for everybody tuning in hope i entertained you um next year will be a good year for our team so i hope everybody that is a fan of our team or fans of me um keeps being a fan of me and our team uh next year is going to be up for us and hope to show out and you know make y'all proud you know that's it That's it. That's all I can say. That's good. Again, thank you so much for coming on this. I know it's been a long one this time, but you've got such a storied career. I kind of had to ask all those questions. Um, But I appreciate it massively. Thank you to everyone watching and listening as well uh, and for keeping up here. I'm trying to reply to all your comments on the YouTubes and everywhere else that you give me them. But this has been the Bryce Cast, the Call of Duty Esports podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.